0: You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamie. And Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. But the reality is...
1: They don't know, man. I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night.
2: Every day, anything we do, they Southern Miss To
1: The Top. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk here with your break from all of the high-resource-file propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. I'm Jamie Arrington. Joining me, as always, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey.
2: Greetings and salutations, fellas. Good to be back. Feels like it's been, uh, I guess I only missed one week. But it feels like a, maybe we didn't do a show a week before, but it feels like it's been like a month. So, glad to be back, man. It's this To the Top Tour, To the Top Talk Tour week. There's a lot of To the Tops, uh... But looking forward to that this weekend and uh, having a good one.
1: You know, the football team, they had their little uh, recruiting slogan I saw today that uh, it's, uh, you know, next year's 22, it's 22 to the top or 22 the top. So if you had next year, if we did 22 to the top talk 2022 tour, Wait, yeah, that's a yeah. That would be a lot of <laughs> alliteration. So, also on the line is the Wizard of Whiskey himself, Shane Light. What you uh, sipping on tonight, Shane?
0: Um, that was a fresh crack of a Lincoln Road Package Store, uh, smooth Ambler Old Scout single barrel pick. It's uh, Indiana straight bourbon whiskey.
1: All right. I don't know. I don't know
0: what any of that means, but that's impressive. The whole bunch of words. That's Uh, great. You're very knowledgeable. Another another Lincoln Road uh, package store single barrel selection. Uh, I figured it was time to jump back into that. We took a week off from it. We had we had something new to play with, so uh, might as well play with it.
1: So we are in the gosh, we're like right into the heart of baseball season. We got another huge week ahead for the
0: Golden Eagles. But, uh, yeah, let's get right into it. Let's get right into baseball. We well, a, Before, before oh, we get into baseball, I really want to share a sentiment that, that Jason shared uh, in a, before we get kicked off. And, and that Jason, I agree, like every week away from you, it, it feels like a month. You know, the, the first day feels <laughs> like five days and the second day feels kind of like three and a half days. And then the third day feels more like seven days. Well, you know, I felt a
2: lot like you today when I went into the Lincoln Road Package Store and spent more money on a bottle of bourbon than I thought was even possible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, appreciate you guys playing bootlegger for me today. Uh, how do you think that these uh, Lincoln Road Package Store single barrel picks that I drink get in my hands? <laughs> I got I good friends like a back in the Hattiesburg. They, they take care of me. I appreciate it very much. Anything, Are, anything for the wizard?
1: Yeah. Are there any good skate shops up in Raleigh? Skate shops? Yeah, in case I need any any uh any shoes or anything.
0: Like what kind of <laughs> skates you looking for? Uh, are you more of a rollerblade type guy or a
1: four wheel? Uh, neither. Uh, Nike Dunks. That's the uh that's the that's the that's the shoe to flip right now, so.
0: Look, uh I am a very boring middle-aged white man. <laughs> uh I've got the same pair of gray New Balances that I've had for a few years. Oh, the, I mean, the Nathan, Hosey, Nathan Hosey's. Well, there it's a classic shoe. You can't go wrong with it. Uh, I know Mr. Hosey will back me up on that. I mean, I'm, I'm not looking to be flashy with my footwear. I spend that money on bourbon. You know, Nathan is really. I've noticed, like, I'm seeing pictures of fashion now.
1: Like, I saw a guy who had his T-shirt tucked in, and he had uh, stonewashed jeans and white sneakers on. I was like, Nathan is like, it's, like, all coming back around full circle. Like, Nathan is, like, the fashion icon now.
0: Well, I've, yeah, it's been, you know, what, 30 years? <laughs> 20, 25 to 30 years is when the fashion trends start rolling back around. Just it right yeah. around. You know, I'm sure
2: glad that Nathan, didn't. Uh, a- after each episode, he used to find out mistakes and <laughs> send us in the mistakes. I think at some point he was like, screw it. That's
0: all they do. Yeah. <laughs> Is yeah, well, yeah, he was like, and obviously they don't work on correcting them. What, what's my yeah. word going towards here? It's a lost like, cause. They have given I, up, so I've given up. Maybe the Maybe the Texas power grid went out, and he wasn't able to
2: download <laughs> the
1: episodes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, let's talk. Let's talk some Southern Miss baseball, of course. The, the big uh, Southern Miss news this week: the Golden Eagles taking on the UAB Blazers at home. This past weekend, we'll get it kicked off with Friday night's game as the Golden Eagles defeat the UAB Blazers by a final score of 7-2. to two.
2: Another great win, uh, even though I hadn't been on the show in quite some time. Uh, tell me if this sounds familiar. Uh, Hunter Stanley kicked ass again. <laughs> eight innings pitch, seven hits, two runs, eight Ks to one walk. And then Ryan Ock came in and just absolutely throwing lasers right there in the uh, – in the ninth in and, and shut the door. Um, Gabe Montenegro, which we, if we can ever get this these these interviews out that I did a couple weeks ago, <laughs> um, you know he and I, he, uh, me and uh, Gabe's dad talked about his hitting a little bit, but my man is just unconscious right now. Uh, it wasn't that long ago that he was hitting like 150, you know, and we're like, what in the world is going on? At least he got on the streak and and uh, this game he goes three for four. Reed Trimble, possibly the best. player player on the team, Northwest Rankin, uh, went three for four with another Homer, um, and Danny Lynch. I, 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 and by the way, he's Danny again. He was, he was Danny last year. Then he went to DJ and now he's back to Danny, uh, but Danny Lynch with two hits and a Homer as well. So, you know, that's uh, that's about as convincing of a win as you can have. And you know, something interesting about this first game, and I wanted to bring this up to you guys a couple weeks ago, but I want to get your take on it right now. I think UAB did this, uh, a, a buddy of mine brought it to my attention You know that we always have – we have two starters who are just absolutely lights out um, in Stanley and Powell. So with the current format with Conference USA going 9 7, 7 9, how would you guys feel about not throwing off on Friday but going Ethridge on Friday, right, and then going uh, – for the two seven-inning games, Stanley and Powell hardly ever don't throw seven innings anyway – So you probably would only use two pitchers on the entire Saturday. Uh, And then you still go Boyd on Sunday. (laughs) I mean, I know we're going to get the rest of the series, but
0: I mean, what do y'all think about that? Then you really run into the issue where, uh, well, it didn't seem to be an issue when we did it against Alabama. And it sounds like it's the plan for South Alabama tomorrow or or probably today by uh, the time Jamie gets off his lazy butt and gets this thing produced and out the door. But uh, <laughs> uh, but uh, it, it sounds like they're going to go with that same different pitcher every inning, uh approach. I know they, they said Gabe's going to get the start. But uh, I mean, we've got a deep pool of pitchers and they've all been really good, uh, except for, you know, a few early games and a couple of random innings. And then you get to the point where, hell, you just kind of throw a different guy every inning in a midweek game to get some guys some work.
2: Yeah, but, you know, it's it's an interesting thing to think about. We're When I wanted to bring this up, we, saw we we're like two series ago. <laughs> so, obviously, what we're doing is working, and we hadn't lost the conference game in like seven straight games. So, it's working, yeah. but it's something to think about, and I think UAB kind of did that. The guy they threw on Friday is not a Friday guy. He's a lefty with control issues throwing 83 miles an hour. That's hardly even a starter in 6A in the state of Mississippi, high school. So, um and and then, and then their, their two Saturday guys were clearly their best, and um, then Sunday you know we just poured it on again. But I don't know, it was it's something to think about. Um, but but anyway, that's okay. something I've I've wanted to bring up for so long, so I finally got it out, and it's a little bit late, but it is what it is.
0: I feel like maybe that UAB strategy, they know that this year they're not as talented as some of the top teams in the league, which is stacked. But um, that why burn your best guy on Friday night when you're going against some really good Friday night guys and he probably sure. doesn't have a chance. Save that guy and try to get a win somewhere.
1: And I think with you know you know I could you could definitely make the case to go with that strategy, but I think too is, you know, we we're going to I mean we have a chance to sweep most of these series or or win most of these series. So you would definitely want to have you wouldn't want to just make the Friday game a wash because you have a legitimate chance to win that game. If you, if you throw your, you know, if you throw Stanley, so yeah um you can make the case. Well, either well, yeah. Way, I mean,
2: I, and, and, and I think with, if we didn't have Etheridge right there, I don't even think I would bring it up. But, yeah. He's, yeah. you know, he, he's he's stepping into that role. He's going to be the next Etheridge and the next Powell. Um, He's got a chance to really put up some numbers here at Southern Miss. So when, anyway, it's just something to think
0: about. And, um, boy, we, we are just it's an embarrassment of riches. Uh, when When's team. the last time we did not have a quality start, other than a planned game where we throw 10 different guys? I, I don't know. I can't tell you.
2: Uh, I mean Boyd kind of almost did it this weekend but he but he, but he brought it back so yeah um yeah no it's it's been great nice. the only thing different than right now uh, or the only thing different that we're talking about now as opposed to a month ago is we're just ripping the ball. <laughs> Everything else has stayed the same pitching is is just kind of on that just just as as solid and as consistent as you can be um, and we finally started hitting the ball, right? Yeah. So huh? it's 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 a good time to be a Golden Eagle. I mean, I think UAB is horrible. UAB is no good at all. But they're better than Northwestern State. We struggled with them and lost the damn game, right? So yeah. this Golden Eagle team is just getting better and better and better. The bats are heating up. Uh, you know, what, remember those strikeouts that we had for the longest time? I don't know what they've done. I don't know. I'm just glad they did it. And, uh, and it's, it's really fun to be out at Pete Taylor Park watching these guys playing ball right now.
0: I have a good idea of a chunk of what they did and that's play some baseball together. <laughs> uh, yeah with so many new pieces to this team those guys hadn't played together a lot of them hadn't faced you know d1 pitching and they faced some good pitching. we've got a excellent strength of schedule so it's not like they've been going up against a bunch of slouches either. it's mm-hmm. uh, they needed to see some pitches and and we've obviously got a good coaching staff we've had one in place for a long time. Uh, uh, talented baseball players, uh, if, if if you kept a level head, you knew they'd eventually come around, and, and here they are coming around for us. All right, then we have uh, game two on Saturday, which
1: is game one on Saturday, but it's game two of the series. Uh, the Golden Eagles
2: defeat the Blazers 4-1. You know, I was going to have to leave a little bit early because I ran that 5K Friday morning. And they were having the awards ceremony at 5.30 at the Zoo uh, later that afternoon. So after, so in between games, I was probably going to leave. Well, that's before Walker Powell got the ball. And he goes, seven innings pitch, three hits, one run, four Ks, zero walks, 74 pitches. Do you know how long it took to play this entire baseball game?
1: It was pretty swift.
2: One hour, 34 minutes.
1: Because <laughs> the second game started early, like when they have the – you know like the timing of what the time the games was supposed to start it's so yeah the second game started early so totally yeah makes sense. so
2: so i got to so i got to watch some of the second game too i was like well, i guess i'll stick around you know uh, an hour at, and 34 minutes is barely enough time to get a beer down
0: as a comparison to how fast that game went the first game at UTSA last weekend that went 10 innings lasted longer than both of the games combined this oh, week wow oh wow yeah oh, that's wow. Crazy. I may That's not be good. exactly right on that. It may be close. I can't remember if John was talking about it. I was listening to it and sanding a mailbox post. Um, so it, somewhere in that same time timeframe, the, the 10 inning game, the first game last Saturday was the same length of time as both Saturday games this weekend.
2: It was really fun. It was great. It, it was, um, it, it, what Gabe, you know, Gabe extended his hitting streak. um, McGillis and Stanley got two hits apiece. Uh, McGillis had two doubles and, and two runs scored. Just had himself a game. Played, made some great plays at second base in the field. Um, and uh, you know, UAB's Riley Davis. Really, I mean, he gets the loss, but really had a nice effort. Just if if you give Powell any kind of run support whatsoever, he just he just wins all the time. So um, so yeah, we we kind of disappointed a decent effort out of Davis. Uh, who might have been their best I think he was their best pitcher on their team. And um got another victory. So that would that would make it what? Uh three, four, five. That'll be five conference wins in a row. So felt pretty good going into game number three.
1: Yeah, and uh you had some uh hitters step up as well. Will McGillis had a great day, two for three, two doubles, two runs, one RBI, and Andrew Stanley, two for three, one double, one run, two RBIs. So uh you know great game for those guys stepping up as well as well. And in the second game in the doubleheader on Saturday, Southern Miss defeats UAB nine to two.
2: Southern Miss out hit UAB thirteen to five in this game. Etheridge, we already talked about him, but Etheridge looked great. Six innings, five hits, one run. Uh, uh Arby came in to uh, close it out and threw hard. Montenegro, two more hits. Lynch, Danny Lynch, two for four with a bomb. Ewing, two for three with a bomb. Blake Johnson had a game. Uh, he had three hits of his own. And, um, it, you know, just in all of us out in the roof, we were talking about it during that game. We've already, we've already kind of brought it up, but I mean, do you remember when we couldn't hit? <laughs> it's yeah. like this day. We just flipped a switch, man. And, and uh, we're on a streak right now. Hitting is contagious. And. You know, enter whatever cliche you want to hear, but it's the truth. Um, and and these guys are up there swinging. They're not swinging defensively anymore. They're swinging with a purpose. They're swinging. Uh, they're in attack mode, kind of the whole, all the time. And um and we're really just taking it. It doesn't matter if it's a good pitcher, bad pitcher, whatever. Um, that patience that we showed at the beginning of the year, it was like patience slash maybe some you know a little bit of, a little bit apprehensive maybe. Now it's just, you know, I kind of, I dare you, I dare you to throw it in here. (laughs) If you do, I'm going to, I'm going to punish it. And the whole team feels that way. So it's fun to watch.
1: And I haven't, I don't have the stats here in front of me or or in the math as far as when this happened. But, you know, that home run for Lynch was a grand slam. And uh, what, I wonder what Lynch's uh, hitting has been like since uh, the Broadcaster from ULL told him he need to get his skinny butt. Hmm. <laughs> uh,
0: it's a tear. He's been on a tear since <laughs> yeah. then. All, I think that guy definitely deserves
1: a
2: uh, definitely deserves a Christmas card from the from the Lynch family.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. Maybe just <laughs> Danny sure. DJ mooning the the camera. I'm sure
1: Tim could write one if uh, if he, if needed be.
2: Yes, absolutely, you could.
1: Then we go to Sunday's game, and the Golden Eagles come away uh, with a 10-run rule victory in the 8th inning, defeating the Blazers by a final score of 14-4, to 4, sweeping the four-game series. This is the first ever four-game sweep for the Golden Eagles uh, in Conference USA. Never trailed, outscored the Blazers 34-9 to nine on the weekend.
2: Yeah, that makes seven Conference USA victories in a row, um, two sweeps in a row. It honestly should be probably eight games in a row. We didn't get to play that UTSA game, which I really hope doesn't come back to bite us uh, towards the end of the year. Um, But, yeah, 14 runs, 14 hits for the Eagles. Um, Sergeant Fisher, Ewing, all went yard. Absolutely perfect weather at the beat. It was so fun. Um, UAB threw everybody. UAB threw seven pitchers. It didn't matter. If the guy came in throwing strikes, it was off the wall. If he didn't throw strikes, we walked. Um, just kind of did whatever we wanted to all day. And we mentioned Drew Boyd earlier, Drew, um, from Oak Grove high school. It was like a, I think he's at least a third year freshman because of that weird year last year. And he came in, I know he came in and he, and he redshirted and then last year didn't count. So he's still a freshman, (laughs) but, um, but he, uh, he, he, he kind of had a little bit of a rough start, but, but came back and ended up looking good. And oh, yeah, gave Montenegro two more hits. He has got his batting average up to 339, which is just outstanding. If you look at only Conference USA stats, where did I have that? I got pull it pulled up somewhere. Anyway, if you look at only Conference USA stats, he's like over 500.
0: He's got a 14 or 15 game hit streak going at this point, mm-hmm. too. Sure. Yeah. Also,
2: he's not terrible.
0: Oh, no. I'd definitely club, He's
1: on our team. And Fisher, Sargent, and Ewing all with home runs on Sunday as well. Uh, as far as the pitching goes, so the starting pitching for the weekend went four and uh completing the completing the the minimal uh, needed to score the uh, I forgot what the terminology is, but yeah, starting pitching went four and on the weekend they went uh, twenty seven innings over those four games, thirty one total frames, allowed seven runs, five of those earned. On twenty-one hits with two walks and seventeen strikeouts, finishing with a one point six seven ERA. So,
2: <laughs> pretty, s-
1: pretty solid outing from the arm. Here it is, right
2: here. Batting average uh, Montenegro in conference USA games only is hitting four eighty nine. So, is that Sheesh. good? <laughs> I mean, it's incredible. Uh, on base percentage is actually leading the league in that as well, uh, at five sixty six. Right, uh, Fisher is right behind him.
0: Man, he's uh, just as far as like lovable uh, player and and contributions. Uh, Gabe's going to be a legend for a long time around here. What a baseball player.
1: Absolutely. And you talk about like so the national what's going on. I'm not sure what conference you say, but they had this in the notes. So um, individuals. Uh, I'll just go through the pitching because that's where we really stand out. Uh, individual, uh, ranked nationally, individually. Garrett Ramsey, sixth in the country with seven saves. Um, Walker Powell, 12th in the country with com- incomplete games. Wins. Hunter Stanley and Walker Powell tied at 16th for, with, um, with five apiece. Then you go into the team rankings. Strike to walk at, strike to, strike out to walk ratio. We are first in the country, 4.73. Walks per nine innings, we are second in the country, 2.18. WHIP, we are third in the country, 1.09. ERA, we are ninth in the country, 3.13. And shutouts, we are eleventh in the country with four. So the arms really, really making a mark this season for Southern Miss baseball.
2: And that, and, and as far as getting to postseason play, that's uh, that's kind of a, a of a ace in the hole you know our like, secret weapon uh, if you have this many starters who are able to just especially in, the, in these tournament scenarios where it's you know usually um you know you kind of win or go home um to have that many guys that you can throw in a row i mean we can get all the way to sunday and have some dude throwing like 97 miles an hour right yeah uh, in, in, a, in a tournament setting um not that anything can happen and and all that but Uh, You you throw this this hitting in there as well. And I honestly, I can't believe we're having this conversation. I mean, I I think we all (laughs) thought that that we have that we had a a good baseball team just because we're always a good baseball program. Um, But to see, I I don't remember a season where I've seen any team turn it around offensively as much as these guys have. I mean, if this was a football team, it would be like we scored, I don't know, less than 10 points for half the season. And then started scoring 40. You know, it's just, it's unbelievable. So, let's just well, keep riding this wave as long as we can ride it. And I What tell you a what, time
0: to be hot, because look at what oh, we've absolutely. got this week.
2: Mm. And I tell you, if you would have
1: told me before the season that we would be doing this well without Gabe Shepard being in the rotation, you know, that would have been a, a shocker, really. And Gabe is getting to start tomorrow night at uh, USA, but... Um, I, I'm really surprised that we're doing this well without him really being in the mix at all.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And you could take it a step further. You can say, Hey, look, Shepard's not going to pitch and Powell's not going to be your Friday guy, Yeah, <laughs> but you're going to be awesome. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's crazy. So, it's all so there's a the
0: cheat code.
1: We'll take it. We deserve yeah. it. We deserve something good after a lot of the, after football season and, you know, <laughs> Everything everything we deserve. (laughs) Yes, we need something good to happen. Uh, So Southern Miss now 21 and nine on the season, eight and three in conference USA. The current RPI according to Warren Nolan is 20. Um, In the polls, College Baseball Nation has us at 21. The rest kind of have us knocking at the door. And as I said, tomorrow night, or maybe if if you're hearing this tonight, perhaps uh, Tuesday, April the 13th. We are hosting the University of South Alabama at 6 p.m. If you can't make it there in person, that game will be on CUSA TV. They announced that Gabe Shepard will be the starter for that game as well. Uh, and we definitely owe the Jaguars after their, uh, they beat defeat us twice this season. And then this weekend, we have a four-game series at Louisiana Tech. That's Friday, April the 16th through Sunday, April the 18th tech you know i think top seven rpi right now they are uh, knocking on the door as far as being a, a team that's going to have a shot to possibly host a regional i know we're kind of r- right there knocking on the door as well so this series this weekend is going to be huge um as it goes to who possibly could get
0: to host as well as who possibly will win the regular season title but well, as, as well as we're playing and as good as louisiana tech is i mean they've they've played some really good baseball teams and won a lot of games, uh, Southern Miss included there. But if if we were to tell you that three Conference USA teams are ranked in the top 25 this week, and we're not one of them, uh, wild it stuff. It is wild. I mean, we're but, right outside the top 25. And if we do what we need to do this week, we'll definitely be a top 25 team next week. But to have – Louisiana Tech, Charlotte, and Old Dominion ranked. Uh, this is a really good year for Conference USA Baseball. Most I think it's going to be a really good uh,
2: atmosphere up in Ruston as well. Uh, I know that somebody on Twitter was trying to find out if they could get tickets to the game, so I asked Corey Diaz to, to chime in, and as of last week, I think he said that he thought that all the tickets were gone, that they were going to sell. I mean, those you know it might not be a sell out, but as uh, well, I guess it can be a sell out if that's all they're going to sell. But you know, I think there's still spacing and uh, limited capacity and that sort of thing. But I think it's going to be a fun atmosphere up there, man. And, and and yeah, as as good as Tech has been, I mean, don't forget, they lost the game to UAB? They yep. should have lost at least one more to us. And if the ball bounces just a little bit differently. You know, Southern miss could have won three of those games I think we ended up with more hits more runs we ended up with more everything except for wins
0: <laughs> in that series against uh against technical so, so let's flip the script on this weekend one yeah. thing I forgot one thing
1: I forgot to mention is uh Charlie Fisher suffered a uh, hand injury um, in the game on Sunday and um, not sure what his status is for this week so You could see more of Slade Wilkes this weekend, or he might be back. Just not really sure uh, of his status right now, given that it is Monday. So just make the
0: fans aware of that. It sounds like he caught a cleat to the hand and had a a cut that I don't know if it damaged anything, but was was bleeding pretty profusely. So uh, probably stitches at the very least in that situation. So hopefully he's not out because he's a huge or uh, out for too long because he's an absolutely huge bat for the team. In basketball news this
1: week, uh, it, it came out today that uh, Golden Eagle junior guard Justin Johnson has entered the transfer portal. So not sure about what the story is there. This just leaked out about an hour before we started recording. So, uh, yeah, Johnston, Justin Johnson has entered the transfer portal.
2: I think the basketball team is going to look a lot different next year.
1: And you know Signing Day is coming up, and I really haven't heard much about what we have going on there. So, I it'll be interesting to see. You know, I know we've made some offers, especially here as of late, uh, as far as what's come out in the news, but uh, not really sure what we're looking like as, as far as Signing Day this year.
2: I like Johnson a lot, especially towards the end of the year. He really kind of found his groove, and and uh, you know, who knows? Man, this transfer portal's so weird, you know. Uh, it it almost makes me not even want to try to get attached to a player (laughs) because it's just so easy to do now. Um, And I don't know if it's weird, but but the the basketball team, I mean, there's no uh, way around it really. We need a true point, we need a shooter, and we need a rim protector. Everybody else is kind of okay, right? We we have a lot of role players and we have some leadership and guys like Stevenson, we we need – uh pierre might be the next nba guy that we have he's the only one that, that looks like an nba guy when he gets out there on the court um it looks like he's gonna stick around so but yeah but but it sounds kind of weird to say that you need a, a shooter a big and you're like you know what else do you want but but really we need those things i think we got plenty of glue we just don't have any um you know we, we just we just need we need those we need those playmakers
1: Oh, another little interesting basketball tidbit. Uh, it was reported that one of the five coaches that you, you, um, UTEP is going to interview for their open basketball head coaching position, uh, one of the interviews will be former Golden Eagle and former UTEP head coach Doc Sadler. So uh, that was a very interesting tidbit of news.
0: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I'll waste any more energy on that man ever Gosh. again. I'm I'm, I I'm I'm exhausted of making fun of him, but he makes it so easy. I thought that you know I thought that you know
1: the head coaching thing was the, the days were were over. He's burnt out and you know just want to go be an assistant in Nebraska or whatever. But you know, uh, yeah. So so well, there man. it is.
0: His job will be so much easier at the basketball Mecca in the metropolis of El Paso. Uh, well, you know I mean, that, I know they won a NCAA championship back in, like, the 60s, but, uh, I mean, uh, what a – that guy's a joke.
1: As terrible as, you know, as terrible as we've been the past few years, it seemed like we usually find a way to defeat them in Hattiesburg, <laughs> <laughs> whether it was Tim Floyd or – Doc Sadler would beat them in Hattiesburg, you know, even yeah. on the terrible years. so. Um, yeah, kind of a, uh, to be such a storied
0: tradition. It's, uh, they've had an interesting history as of late. It yeah. may not have been Tim Floyd firsthand, but it was definitely the curse of Tim Floyd. And I loved every second of it. <laughs> yeah. In, uh, in football news, we got a new commit this
1: week, a six, 396 pound quarterback out of Hernando, Mississippi, Zach Wilkie. So uh one to keep your eye on as, as football season progresses, but he did commit to the Golden Eagles. He's somebody that Coach Hall had his eye on. So that is uh that's great news. And then former Golden Eagle quarterback, Pat, uh, cornerback Patrick Sertain, was named to the Senior Bowl Hall of Fame. So congratulations to Patrick, one of the best uh, to ever line up at that position for the Golden Eagles and well-deserved. For sure. Shane, do you have let's hear
0: your updates for the week. Man, um, you guys get cozy, snuggle in by the fire, <laughs> grab yourself something to snack on, at least a gallon of water, and we'll get started. Uh, first, I want to start with, I apologize to the soccer team because I had, had notes last week for them and then just didn't read them. I was like, nope, just going to skip right on to the next section. We'll blame it on the whiskey. Whiskey, it's not your fault. I'm just stupid. Um So we're going to start off with soccer since we last gave you an update on soccer. They've played a couple of matches back on March the 28th. Sunday was uh, the rice match, which was a huge match for the number one spot in conference USA West. Uh, Unfortunately, ladies fell zero to four in that match against rice. Rice uh, was actually receiving top 25 votes at the time. Uh, Is the number one seed in the West going into the conference tournament? Very strong team. Uh, and and the crazy thing about losing zero to four to them, even though they're a very good team, the Eagles actually went into that contest with the league's best defense, and they were allowing 0. .86 goals a game. And Rice exploded for four. So uh, crazy way to lose. Uh, was still a, a, a great team. Uh, then the next match was uh, Sunday, the uh, April the fourth. Senior night for the Lady Eagles uh, rally from a zero to one early deficit to take the three to one win over Louisiana tech, uh, win over Louisiana tech in any sport is great. in my book, uh, the three lady Eagles that scored the goals were uh, Joanne Ramos uh, on a penalty kick in the 11th minute. And then Ariel Diaz scored in the 48th minute and then the 88th minute. Uh, so, uh, with that win, the Lady Eagles finished the regular season undefeated at home at 4-0 with a 6-3 record overall, 4-2 in Conference USA. Uh, because of her performance in that match, Ariel Diaz was named Conference USA Offensive Player of the Week. Um, before we get into where the Lady Eagles are, are going next, which is the Conference USA tournament, uh, they just announced all the Conference USA awards uh, today. And our uh, Conference USA Offensive Player in the Week, Ariel Diaz, turned that into the Conference USA Offensive Player of the Year, uh, which is the first player of the year uh, in in either of the cat or any of the categories uh, for soccer in program history. So, uh, big big recognition there for Ariel Diaz. She had five goals on the year, three of those being in Conference USA play. Uh, And she had three game winning goals with two of those being in Conference USA play and won the Conference USA Offensive Player of the Week award twice during the the regular season. Uh, As well as Ariel, we had some other people that were recognized uh, for the Conference USA All-Academic team. We had two players on there, Madison uh, Flamia and Marcy Pennington. Uh, Conference USA second team, uh, Jenny uh, Caraccio. Made second team, and then we had two players placed on Conference USA third team Macy Pennington and Caitlin Pierce, and then Blessing Kingsley made the all freshman team. Uh, so Uh, Lady Eagles stacking up some accolades there after the regular season ends. Uh, Postseason play starts tomorrow at 4 p.m. They are the number three seed in the West, and they are taking on FAU, who is the number two seed in the East. If the ladies happen to advance past that match and and beat FAU, uh, the winner will play the winner of Rice and Old Dominion, and Rice is the number one team seed in the West. So that Gets us caught up on soccer after missing a week. Uh, I do apologize, but they made sure that we had plenty of news to report when we decided not to be stupid again. Um, Now, moving on from soccer uh, track had a a big weekend in a lot of ways at the Crimson Tide and bite over at Bama. And uh, the track athletes set 15 personal records over the weekend. Uh, that's, that's pretty huge. The only winner we had of an event was Trey Johnson uh, matched his personal record of 46.31 in the 400 meter to take gold in that event. Uh, we did have three Golden Eagles that took third place finishes in events. Uh, Patricia Johnson was bronze in the long jump. Uh, Landon Chalden was bronze in the 400-meter hurdles, and uh, we're, I don't think we're going to have a week that goes by this year where we don't mention at least one of our high jumpers' names. Uh, Eric Richard uh, took the bronze in high jump. So uh, the next up for the Golden Eagle track team is this weekend at the War Eagle Invite. Uh, it probably would have saved a lot of money if we just would have stayed in Alabama instead of coming back to Hattiesburg now that we look at the schedule, but uh, I'm not their logistics person. So uh, as well as track, we had a little bit of cross-country action uh, this past weekend. I had some Lady Eagles compete in the Joe Walker Invite up at Ole Miss uh, and uh, program-wise, set a, uh, or etched their names into the record books. Uh, Lena May and Cassidy Tusher uh, are now third and fourth all time in the school's record book for the out, uh, outdoor five thousand meter. Um, hmm. So those those ladies were moving up there, uh, putting their, their names in the uh, the whole uh, you know history books and stuff. Um, whiskey time mouth's getting dry.
2: I noticed that you mentioned uh, Mrs. Uh,
0: Toucher's name quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. We've heard her name over and over through the year. Um, And I'm I'm just assuming that you're saying it right. Probably not. You you know who's speaking, right? Uh, And look, (laughs) I I mean, I just got tired of of in front of the sports updates going, look, I'm going to butcher some names here. It's going to get ugly. Uh, This is not for children. I'm sorry. I'm just stupid. Uh, nobody's corrected me yet. Nobody's uh, either or that I've seen through uh, through to the top talker or, or through through my Twitter has been like, hey, moron, you this is how you pronounce it. So either they're just not listening. They don't care. Or uh, I haven't messed up as badly as we think I have been. Hmm. We're We're going to think positive here, Jason, that I've been just nailing these names Ooh. instead of offending people and their families. Oh, uh, so uh, let's pick back up. Uh, softball was in action this past weekend in Hattiesburg, uh, had a lot of games being played on uh, diamonds. The softball ladies did not fare as well as the gentlemen did. Uh, UTSA came into town and took all four games from the Lady Eagles. Uh, Saturday, first game, we fell one to five, second game, two to three. And then Sunday fell in the first game zero to three and then two to seven. Uh, that puts the ladies at twenty and eighteen overall, two and six in Conference USA. Next game is actually Wednesday up in old Stark Vegas against Mississippi State University. So good luck to the Lady Eagles on Wednesday. Uh, beach volleyball was in action. Uh, the ladies were at the Georgia State Digging Duels. Man, doesn't that Ooh. sound like fun? We, terrific? People that that name these tournaments really need to get creative like that. I appreciate whoever's working over at Georgia State. You <laughs> may not ever hear this, but your work is noticed and we like it. Uh, so uh, Georgia State's tournament, uh, we played Georgia State and South Carolina over there. Georgia State was ranked 19th in the country and South Carolina was ranked 18th in the country. Uh, and they obviously played like it because the Lady Eagles fell one to four to Georgia State in the first set of matches, zero to five to South Carolina. And then on Saturday, turned around and fell zero to five to South Carolina again, and then won a f- one to four again to Georgia State. So next up, we've got the home finales for the Lady Eagles actually got moved to Tuesday, uh, which is today, tomorrow. Again, uh, time's fuzzy. Uh, The Lady Eagles will host Southeastern Louisiana at 2 o'clock and then UNO at 6. Men's golf has been in action. Uh, The men's golf team placed seventh out of 14 teams at the Mizzou Tiger Invitational. Uh, I think when me and Jamie... Uh, talked last week that uh, the first day of action had been completed, but uh, didn't have stats on the second yet. So gentlemen ended up finishing uh, seventh out of 14th in that field. Bryce Wilkinson uh, was the high finisher for the golden Eagles tied for 10th. Uh, he shot 213 for the tourney, uh, including a 70 in the final round. So uh, far superior golfer than I will ever dream to be nice mm-hmm. rounds of golf there. Mr. Wilkinson, uh, as of today, uh, the Golden Eagles are currently playing in the West Virginia University Mountaineer invite, and they are in the lead. Uh, the Golden Eagles, through the first two rounds, are plus 13 as a team. Host West Virginia University is in second at plus 16, and then Chattanooga is third with 25. I went to third place to show that uh, unless either of the top two teams fall apart, uh, it looks like tomorrow is going to be a round of golf between the Golden Eagles and the Mountaineers to see who takes the title at the Mountaineers golf tournament. Good luck to the gentlemen. Come back with a golf trophy full of moonshine. <laughs> <laughs> women's golf was also in action. Uh, the women's team had a very nice tournament out uh, at Lamar. I think we were also halfway through uh, that tournament when we spoke. Uh, they were in Beaumont, Texas at the Cardinal Challenge. Uh, finished three out of 11 teams. Uh, Merce Car- Carbaccio uh, gained six spots in her final round to finish tied for sixth and boost the ladies into that third spot finish. Uh, next up for the Lady Eagles, uh, April 18th through the 21st, which start that's Sunday through the beginning of next week, I believe, if I can read the calendar, uh, are the Conference USA Championships, And Lake Javita Golf and Country Club in beautiful Dade City, Florida. I just really like the way that rolls off the tongue. uh, (laughs) And I hope I get to say it at least a couple of more times before golf season is over. Um, Last two sports to talk about before I shut up. Men's tennis. Uh, I'm I'm actually a little worried about what's going on with uh, the person that runs the men's tennis social media because – before the matches started yesterday on Twitter, there was uh, "It's game day" against Southeastern Louisiana, and then we've heard nothing since. The website on SouthernMiss.com has not been updated as well. So, uh, if you're out there, if you hear this, uh, if you need help, uh, make a make a signal. If you're okay, please let us know. We're concerned about you. Uh, we don't only want to know that the men's tennis team was victorious against the Lions. We want to know you're OK. Your family cares about you. We care about you. Please touch base. Um, next up for the men's tennis team is uh, the, the, the ladies golf team just returned. They're going out to Lamar in Beaumont, Texas. Uh, that'll be Saturday at 10 a.m. And that is the last regular season match for the men before the Conference USA Championships in Charlotte. Uh, the women's tennis team was also, oh, excuse me, the men's tennis team currently stands at 7-1 and 1-0 one and one and oh in Conference USA. Women's tennis team was our, our last squad in action. Uh, they last won at Southeast Louisiana 4-0, to zero, uh, and then next up they are uh, at UNO this Saturday at 2 p.m., uh, the Lady Eagles currently stand at eight and two, three and one in Conference USA, and the match at UNO is also their last matches before the Conference USA Championships begin. Gentlemen, I'm I'm done. I'm tapped out. I have no more information. Was that oh, it? that was a, Ooh, yeah, I like that crack. Crushed it. Crushed it's, it. I, I, it sounded like a Coors Light.
2: Is is not far off. It's a uh, it's a great guess. It's a uh, it's a Miller High Life. Oh, man, I should have known that
0: noise. That's a great beer.
2: Well, I was waiting to crack it for like 14 minutes.
0: <laughs> yeah, you should have cracked it in the middle of a random sport. That's, uh, it couldn't wait for me. I had like four pages of notes to get caught up on. I like so, it. and Jason,
1: you have uh, some news for the upcoming weekend. Why don't you let everybody in on what's going on with the To the
2: Top Talk tournament? Right. So, um. So yeah, we've uh, we have figured out who's going to be on each team. Um, I am leading up Team Black. Chad Dickens is leading up Team Gold. Where where is where again? What date
1: is and where is it taking place? Okay,
2: this is going to be April uh, sixteenth and seventeenth. This is this Friday and this Saturday at Timberton Golf Club. Um, Excellent. And uh, yeah, it's my favorite course here in Hattiesburg. And um, so I'm just going to run through these names real quick. Uh, so as, as far as my team goes, it's me, uh, our good buddy, Dr. Thomas Royals, Keith Carver, Matt Rockwell, Kevin Rogers, David Rogers, Doug Bernard, Mike C., Jim Cole, and Matt Minshew. You know, it was kind of hard when I started to pair stuff up. I was like, who can I put with Jim? <laughs> because Jim was like the best dude, right? and 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 just uh everything else like i can't put him with that guy he's gonna be like shooting fireball the whole time so anyway you can I, play I, I him with all these stallions. <laughs> <laughs> i know it's like he's gonna come out and be like i can't make it back tomorrow but you anyway, can put him with
0: doug doug's a stand-up guy right well i got him with hero i got him with dr royals was like just okay. don't screw this up for us <laughs> yeah see doug i got your back doug uh, i know you're a good dude <laughs>
2: right. uh oh well, you know what's cool an interesting tidbit about uh jim and and thomas is that uh Jim, when he used to write for the Lamar Times, covered Thomas in high school. Um, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I, I didn't know any of that. And uh, then so anyway, that's cool. A bunch of good dudes. And on the uh, gold side for Chad's team, it's uh, Chad Dickens, John Smith, our good buddy Scott Singh. If anybody needs a tan down in the Mobile area, hit him up. Uh, Jason Baker of ESPN fame. Uh, Tanilia Fryer, uh, Jeff Lazenby, Reagan Grant, Chase Blackwell. Kevin Roper, and then we, it was, we had a late scratch. Will Taylor had agreed to play, um, but Glory Bound is, is, is opening up another restaurant, and they moved up to the uh, the open to this weekend, so he had to bail at the last minute. So I got my good buddy Chris Moulds from out of the Jackson area to uh, pinch hit for him. The good thing there is that Will's a really awesome player, and so in this format, we um, had a match play format. I needed another A player. I just couldn't add anybody. And Chris is another A player. So he stepped up. He agreed today to do this thing. So it's gonna be really cool. I can't wait for it, man. It's uh it's been a long time coming and um and and it's here. So let's just hope that there's still a golf course here after this like eight inches of rain comes through this week <laughs> and uh and we get to play it because I'm looking forward to it. And I'm also kinda of really
0: ready for it to be over. <laughs>
2: i understand
1: what's
0: what's the setup for spectators uh you can just you know
2: come and probably you know watch from the parking lot and uh just don't poop on the greens Mm -hmm. i think that's frowned upon in that establishment
0: yeah that's a classy joint
2: Mm -hmm. but looking forward to it man it's gonna be great
0: no, yeah.
2: Excellent times. You guys
0: have a,
1: have a blast this weekend. Come back in one piece. Uh, I think we've covered about all there is to cover. You guys have any final words before we get out of here?
2: I just want to give a few shout outs. Today is our good buddy Jeremy Cooper's birthday, April yeah. 12th. So wanted to tell him happy birthday on here. I wanted to give a special thanks to Jim Cole for all the swag. This guy really hooked us up on the swag for this golf tournament, uh, for all of the little uh, bags that are that are going in the golf carts for everybody participating. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to Chad, uh, Chad Dickens for this crazy idea that he came up with. It's actually it's actually coming to be. Um, Without him doing this, it it, we it wouldn't get done. Um, Special thanks to Will Taylor for all the you know Will since he can't play, he's going to hook us up with, like, gift cards and, and all kind of stuff. He's really going above and beyond. He feels bad about not being able to play. Um, and then another golfer, we're just going to golf crazy here, and I guess we might as well since the Masters just happened, but our good friend and listener of the show, Paul Appian. Appian? Yeah, yeah. Not positive how you say that, but he's really cool. I've talked to him several times. When we went to Chattanooga last year, um, he hooked me up with a, a bunch of uh, – cool places to go and that kind of thing, but he's coming in town for a uh, golf alumni event, so I've told him the same thing, like, yeah, go check this place out and that place out, and, you know, hit me up, so he might come out to live at five on Friday. That's going to be cool,
0: and um, that's that's, that's all my uh, shout outs. Awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Shane, you good? Oh, man, just shout out to you two guys for Mule and Lincoln Road Package Store barrel picks for me today. That's uh, <laughs> much appreciated.
1: And they never listen to the show, so we'll never get caught.
0: Right. Well, uh, look, we followed the rules. It was one <laughs> bottle <laughs> per person. Yeah, we, we did. We did. It was, Thank you no... for the gifts, gentlemen. I, it's much appreciated. You went above <laughs> and beyond. Anytime. Anytime. Very welcome. Anytime. <laughs>
1: Well, you guys, I hope you enjoy the show. Cheer on the Golden Eagles this week. Uh, Baseball team has five crucial games uh, as far as how we're going to finish the season. So we'll, uh, we'll be cheering them on this week. Hope you enjoyed it. As always, Southern Miss to the top. Talk.